This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Yesterday we had a nice little conversation about the state of the economy. And I don't really make uh, much in the way of economic projections. I think if you look at the fundamentals of how the economy works, how money flows, there's always going to be opportunities in there that you can capitalize on. Virtually no matter what, that's not going to always be true, right, if you have some kind of massive collapse. And I said yesterday that I didn't see a massive collapse coming, that this morning I wake up to the news that um, the credit rating agency uh, was downgraded. Right, downgraded the United States uh, credit from AAA to AA. White House, this is uh, Fitch. And I'm not sure about the validity of Fitch as far as a ranking agency. I don't think they're the main one. Janet Yellen said she strongly disagreed with the decision, arguing it was arbitrary and based on outdated data. The White House press secretary, Jean-Claude Pierre, the little troll, told reporters that it defies reality. Uh, President Biden has led the American economy to a, quote, robust recovery. The only people that seem to agree with that are the Biden supporters, really. Apparently, Fitch doesn't agree with it. They've downgraded the credit. The rest of the world is out there looking at this going, how much money are you guys going to print? Businesses are looking at it saying, this is obscene. Where the government just throws around, wastes money with no regard at all. And people want to act like it's not an issue because for a few years, people like Ocasio Brain Cortex were out there touting this modern economic theory. As long as you can print money, you're not going to have any economic problems. Let me tell you a little inside joke. You know, uh, I had to learn my my financial lessons the hard way. Luckily, I did it at an early age. And while I was in the Marine Corps, uh, we didn't make any money. We didn't have any money, really. Money was always stretched thin. I didn't know how to manage what little I had, really. I was always borrowing to get by and things like that. Well, we had this little game we could play. Let's just say payday was on Friday. Around about Wednesday, you could go down to the PX. They would cash checks. You could go down and cash a check and get cash, and that check would float for about two days before it would clear. And you could get a little pre-payday you know, loan there for about two days. Great little deal, I guess. Well, given the power of that, we would stretch it to three days. I think that seemed to work, too. But by the time we stretched it to about four days, it didn't work. The check bounced. I remember my platoon. This is a big deal in the military. They don't take too light. I mean, essentially, you're stealing money from your own PX, right? So they don't take too lightly to it. I remember my platoon commander. And I had a little, I had a little idea. I knew that I was floating it a little further than I need to. I was going to go back two days later cash another one and deposit that money to cover the first one. I think somehow my duty assignments got in the way of me running back and forth to the bank to do this. But I remember a platoon sergeant coming, he still, he still reminds me of this once in a while, 35 years later. And uh, I guess my rationale was that I still had checks left, but still had money into that scheme. Pretty funny looking back on it, right? Going to write a check to cover the check. And so as long as I have checks, I can get by. I didn't learn my lesson from that little episode, by the way. You know, I finally learned my lesson. I was getting out. Uh, we had been on combat pay. We were making more than we were used to. I spent all that, blew through it. I was getting out, bought a motorcycle, bought a computer, 
somehow felt I needed these things to go home. I didn't take any. Well, I took the computer home, sold the motorcycle, bought a bunch, of, a bunch of other garbage, I think, too. Anyway, long story short, I'm going to get out. I have no money. And I have high interest rate loans. What do I have to do? My last year in the Marine Corps, I'm, I'm stationed in Hawaii. I've got a bunch of leave saved up. I should have been living the life. You know what I was doing instead? I had to go take a part-time job down at a local Catholic school cleaning classrooms after hours to pay back my debts. From that day, I realized I'm not going to make those mistakes again. And I had been a saver when I was younger. It just kind of got away from me as a young adult. It was just a little rambunctious to say the least. But that was at 19 years old. Very foolish, right? Now I watch our federal government doing the same thing. Well, as long as we can print money, we're good. I think, oh, my God, what could go wrong? I know what could go wrong. I know very clearly. There was something. Oh, I put, before I get too far into this, I wanted to just uh, throw this story. Well, I'll come back to it. I don't want to get I'm going to stay in order. I'm trying to stay a little bit more, more predictable here on the podcast than just flipping around all over the place. So I wake up. Here's this article that the uh, credit ratings downplayed. Now, there's really no headlines in the United States. You know where I found it? From the Russian news. The Russians will happily report it. America's not going to report it. Of course, because the White House, ah, <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. What happened to relying on the experts, rely on the science? You're telling me that the little troll Pierre knows better than Fitch of what the, what the credit situation is for the United States? Janet Yellen, she arguably should know, but this is not a big surprise. They've been printing all this money. It's causing inflation. And they want to, no, no. <laughs> It's not creating any problems. Binomics. We're growing from the bottom up. How's that going exactly? How is the bottom doing? From the middle out. Oh, really? The middle class has no money. That's a big problem. That's a huge problem. That's why they keep printing. Meanwhile, I saw this post from Grant Cardone. Do you know who Grant Cardone is? He's like a real estate guy, sales guy, internet guy, influencer, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I got to be honest with you, for the most part, I think he's largely kind of full of crap. But, um, you know, I don't know what kind of money he makes or doesn't make or what he's doing or not. doing. He's got a lot of energy. Uh, he says some interesting things. But I'm not really a follower, okay? And actually, I'll tell you why right now. He does syndication deals in real estate. I'm just not a believer in syndication deals. And especially for this guy, it just does not follow the pattern that I've seen from other high net worth individuals that have made money in real estate. The people that I know in real estate that are my age, they're, they're not really borrowing money. If they are, it's like like a, a signature loan kind of deal. Like, you know, I, I got a couple of friends. They want, if they need $5 million, $10 million, they just go to the bank and sign for it, and they'll turn the money over them, no problem. You know why? Because they have assets well exceeding that, and the bank knows that. They're not going to default on that loan in a million years. So that being the case, Grant Cardone's been doing this so long. Why is he out bugging me to invest money with him? And why would I do that? Why would I go do a, a syndicated deal that has a lot less oversight than, say, the stock market? And not that there's not problems there. Go do your own real estate deal. Why do you need Grant you need to jump on his syndication deal? It's great when things are going well. It's not when they're not. Anyway, I don't want to turn the podcast into the syndication deal. Anyway, Grant Cardone, he says some interesting things is my point. He puts this post up. He says, lumber's down 60%. Used car prices down. Oil down 25%. Real estate down. Transactions down. Mortgage applications down. Rents down. Steel down. Grains down. Gasoline down. Back up a little, but still down from its highs. Eggs down. Freight down. 
And Grant Cardone says, so why does the Fed continue to raise interest rates? <laughs> I just laugh at this stuff. Because the, the liberal agenda, the elitist liberal agenda right now is to destroy this country. To destroy white people. This is not a secret. Kennedy talked about it. What did he say? There's a sinister plan to enslave the people of this country. People laughed, and then he was dead. Phyllis Shafley made some of the same warnings about different things. Many people, people just ignore it. Grant Cardone, uh, he looked, oh, I'm confused. Are you really? Of course you're confused because you naturally know what's right because you've been in business. And you naturally see what's going on, and you know that it's not right. How do I know this to be true? Because everybody I talk to says the same things, that this debt is insane. Why would we take on all this debt and that there's going to be no repercussions? What are we getting out of it? What are we getting out of it? You know, if the federal government were, say, to borrow a billion dollars to build a hydroelectric dam, say, to solve the the water problem in California to provide water for, for firefighting, how about that? How about if there was a plan for the Midwest to actually provide water for the Midwest? Could you imagine how glorious would the day be that you turn on the TV or whatever your news source is, and there's somebody from there saying, you know what, we're, we want to we wanna be able to take America into the 21st century. We're expecting population growth of X. We want to make sure that we can care for and provide these people, and that starts with having the infrastructure in place to do it. What does that mean? Sewer, water. People take these things for granted. Go to India and see what a big deal that it is that it's not there. You put a million people living out in the middle of the field, and you're going to have a stinky mess, just like if you put a big herd of cattle in there. Crazy when you think about it. I mentioned to you I'm writing this book, one of the book, one of the chapters, Dropping a Deuce in the Desert. It's a serious operation. Let me tell you, you'll have to get the book to find out what I'm talking about there. I'm just telling you, water and sewer is a big, big deal. Human excrement is toxic. You understand that? How do you think that many of the diseases uh, back in the day were originated and spread around? Because of poor sanitation. Because they couldn't flush. People take it for granted. Flush. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. You flush it and it's gone. People don't realize. Think about it. How many people in your family? I know it's disgusting to think about this. Use a five-gallon pail for the weekend and see how much you have left that you got to got cart out of there. Uh-huh. It's a dirty job. Somebody's doing it. Vastly important. So imagine if you heard this initiative, that we're going to solve the problems of the Midwest. We're going to provide water for you know, 100, a million new acres of farmland, three new cities. We're going to build four hydroelectric plants to provide energy for it. We're going to solidify our border. We're going to create a, a um, higher, uh, a more sensitive network of, of a missile defense so that we can protect ourselves against attack. This is how we should be talking. This is where we should be investing our money. Instead, no, no, good, new, green jobs. You're going to be choking on on those solar panels. Good paying union jobs paid for by the government, whether you like it or not. Hmm. Interesting, right? Anyway, Grant Cardone, the credit rating's down, the button. Ah, fake news. (laughs) <laughs> not so fast. Grant Cardone, he's wondering what's going on. I tell you, they want to destroy the country, plain and simple. You don't believe me? Listen to this. 
New York City's Roosevelt Hotel becomes the epicenter of the city's 60,000-strong refugee crisis and growing. You ought to see the photographs. Listen to me a second to what's going on. I talked about this with L.A. You hear these stories coming out. These are the warnings. Trust me when I tell you this. I'm not playing with you. You want to talk about threats and problems. This is the big one that I see. It really is. These migrants, when they start getting hungry, the desperate people looking to get inside the hotel early on Tuesday morning were speaking a number of languages, including Spanish, French, and Arabic. They'll start killing each other. Swaths of asylum seekers line the streets, sleeping on cardboard overnight because the New York City migrant hotel has reached capacity. And they keep piping, pumping more in there. People saying they want a better life. New York City currently housing more than 56,000 migrants. The Roosevelt Hotel, shuttered three years ago, is one of th- several hotels that have been transformed into emergency centers. I wonder what the living conditions are like in there. So, I know it's disgusting, you don't like it, um, but you have all these migrants sleeping out on the sidewalk on cardboard. Where are they going to the bathroom? they got to go somewhere. Where are they going? What are they going to do when they get hungry? When, when things keep uh, continuing um, and, and they can't get the basic necessities that they need, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think they're going to do? They're going to start moving around. They're going to start going somewhere they can. Hey, hey, we found this little town up here. You can rummage through the houses. The people don't even barely stop you. What are you going to do when there's 10,000 of them coming? It doesn't even take that many. What are you going to do if, 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 if your little town, three, four hundred, a caravan of three, 400 migrants starts coming through? You going to go out there and give them bottles of water? Not what I'm going to be doing. I don't know. It's very, it's very uh, concerning to me that we're bringing in a, a wave of mostly men, young men of fighting age. You keep hearing this. And uh, here's some paperwork they have. New York City Department of Homeless Services. General referral form. General referral from shelter. The above-mentioned client case numbers referred to the New York City Arrival Center located at the Roosevelt Hotel. Client. The above-mentioned client is given a case number. Not American citizens. We're paying for it. Worker is handing out food to the migrants who are waiting in queues to get a spot at the hotel. Many have now spent two nights sleeping on the streets of New York after being dropped off of buses from the southern border. Unless they're inside the hotel, many have refused entry to use the restroom inside. You understand? Where are they going? What are they supposed to do? They're going to get desperate. I tell you, it's, it's a little freaky to me seeing this going on. Nobody has a plan. Nobody seems to care. It's a huge security threat. It's a humanitarian crisis. You look at the foolishness, this stupid moron mayor of New York City, and many that came, oh, we're going to do the right thing, and we're going to feed the immigrants. Yeah, this would be the same kind of moron that if malaria were spreading would feed the mosquitoes. I'm convinced of that. No idea how things work in a basic sense. Completely out of touch. This guy is so out of touch to sit there and spew the garbage that he's spewing after being a cop and knowing what the impact is. After full well knowing. You don't think that that's enough to to concern you? Leprosy, now endemic in Florida. Meaning it's never going away. I listened to, the, to, the, to, the, to the, uh, the person they were speaking to, this doctor, female doctor, 
It's never a white male doctor anymore. You never get that. Well, let me tell you about the health problems in America. Yeah, I, I want to hear an American dude tell me about the American problems, okay? No offense. Why does the news always have to create, it's got to be a female and minority, never a white doctor? No, you don't get a voice in this. Why is leprosy endemic in Florida? Well, of course, some of it is the uh, immigrants. Oh, really? I'm going to say all of it is. There's not one white nationalist person in this country I know that has leprosy. Get labeled racist for saying that kind of thing these days. Speaking of racism, Vice President Harris rejects Ron DeSantis' invitation to come debate the slavery curriculum. She had strong words to say about it. Oh, she had... This is this is hilarious. Do I want to play this? I, I can't do it. Do you want to hear this garbage? Is this the the? Uh, no, thank God, I don't have the clip here. Thank goodness, I was almost going to do it too. Listening to her filthy voice, and he is going to gaslight us. I can't stand listening to her. The country's going to shambles, and she's talking about what I have no idea. When she gets called out on her bull, what do they do? They run it. Oh no, oh, no I'm not going to debate it. No, that's just nonsense. I'm not going to add validity by actually debating. Yeah, okay. U.S. generals use military resources to wage war on a whistleblower. Why aren't they being sued? Three-star Army general and associate professor at West Point uh, marshaled considerable taxpayer funds and alleged conspiracy to find and destroy a whistleblower whose only crime was dissing President Joe Biden on social media. Conspiring with like-minded officials, Army Training and Doctrine Command Deputy Commander Lieutenant General Mariah Gervais, an information warfare scientist, Major Jessica Dawson, attempted to have suspected whistleblower Chief Warrant Officer 2 Samuel Shoemate brought up on charges by Army Criminal Investigative Decision, according to emails and text messages. They spent a year working with like-minded officials in the chain of command to take down Shoemate, culminating in an official investigation, a letter of reprimand, and ultimately his retirement from service, despite what Breitbart describes as a flawless record. Using the pseudonym uh, Terminal uh, CWO, Chief Warrant Officer, Shoemate operated several social media accounts that served as a clearinghouse for military whistleblowers. He kept fellow service members informed about incidents such as the leakage of jet fuel into the water supply of the USS Nimitz. Wow, which Terminal CWO revealed six hours before the sailors on board were told by their commanders. In another instance, he posted about the Pentagon's Inspector General telling Defense Secretary Austin he'd likely violating federal law by not considering soldiers' requests to be exempted from COVID-19 requirements. Oh, how daring, how, how disgusting that this chief warrant officer would actually stand up for his fellow soldiers and point out the illegal actions by his command. He had a duty to do so. Now he's out of the military. The good people being pushed out, just like the Bolshevik Revolution, uh, history repeating itself. You don't believe me? Jeffrey Epstein files blocked because the FBI says there may be a possible uh, Ghislaine Maxwell retrial. Yeah, I won't hold my breath. El Salvador under siege from different gangs. Why is that? What's going on there? Why would there be these problems in El Salvador? It's not just El Salvador. It's the entire uh, Latin America. And now all these people are being pushed here. Why? Because of the dirty American politics down there. 
the 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 military, the CIA, the, the military-industrial complex has been playing the same games down in Latin America that they're now playing here. It's been going on for years. Caused mayhem down here, down there. Now they're all being pushed here. Then we have the issue of what's going on in Ukraine. I want to give you a little update on this. A scary message from troops on the crucial mission to beat Putin. And here's a guy with his arm torn up or whatever. I never see any young fighters with this Ukraine. It's always old guys. 25-year-old. It's pretty old, military terms. Um, he's telling his story here that the war won't end quickly. They want to just keep going, going, going. Ukraine getting massacred. One of them was 44-year-old Yaroslav, a junior sergeant and head of some infantrymen who suffered a shrapnel wound to his hand. 44 years old. Ridiculous. Guys are getting tired. They're getting very tired. We've been fighting for a month or two. They're getting very tired, saying it's very hard. I think virtually giving up is what I would say. Who knows? I stand by what I've continued to say, and that is that the Ukrainian people are going to get the short end of the stick, which seems to be the case. Ukraine discovers widespread draft-dodging conspiracy. I've been discussing this. Why do you think you have 44-year-old men serving in the military? Conspirators allegedly charged an average of $6,000 for the service that they could get out of military service. What does it tell you? Uh, this is saying during the month of July alone, the military, Ukrainian military lost 21,000 soldiers, over 2,000 units of military equipment. It's huge destruction, really. What's really going on? Are they losing that many people? I don't know. I doubt it. But people don't want to serve, and that's been a problem since the beginning. Their own country under attack. They're not willing to serve. What does that tell you? No indication Americans are going to be involved. Poland tells Ukraine it made a serious mistake. Poland, here's what happened. Poland has been an ally to Ukraine. Uh, one of the uh, leadership in Poland said that uh, Ukraine had been um, very ungrateful in some of its, its comment, Kiev previously slammed Warsaw over, quote, unacceptable comments from a senior Polish official. Who's Ukraine to determine what's unacceptable? What did he say? In inter- uh, I forget exactly what he said. But he basically was saying that they weren't, weren't showing much gratitude for all the, the help that had been given to them. And then they come back and say that that's unacceptable for you to say that. Why is anybody dealing with it? Why is anybody giving them anything? And I don't get it. Poland's been an ally, and this is the way they get treated. Let me leave you with this little tidbit. I'm going to take off here for the weekend. We've had five podcasts. We'll come back next week. Uh, but, you know, navigation is something that I like to speak about. We need to know where to get, how to get where we want to go. How do we do that today? Well, we largely navigate with our maps. And I saw this article. I want to share a couple things with you I think it could be helpful, uh, just from a few things I've actually learned recently. Um, if you are using Google Maps or something like that or some other app, there's Waze, Apple Maps, and several other tracking everywhere you go. That's part of it. You think not. Don't fool yourself. They are. You say, well, who cares? You will at some point. Um, you can add multiple stops to a destination. And um, I would say to you, especially if you're going on a long trip, you might want to play around with different options and look at it before you actually leave. And, and so the way to kind of trick so – I'll give you an example. If I'm going to leave my house to go to the airport, let's say the Google Maps is going to take me through North Philadelphia, which is horrible. It's going to take me down uh, Stenton Avenue to Broad Street, which is uh, about as bad as passing through Afghanistan at this point. 
Uh, so we know we're local. We go a different way. Well, you know you want to steer clear of running through the middle of cities. The GPS is going to continue to want to take you there. Well, pick a point outside of that that takes you around. And then adding multiple destinations is a simple way to, to work around that. The other thing, I know it's going to sound a little strange, but it's being tracked anyway. Share your location with somebody. Great way. Uh, my wife and I share our location. Some people think that's strange. I don't think it's strange at all. I'm happy for her to know where I am. I think it's safer and no reason for her not to know where I am. And when she's traveling, I can get it on time, uh, live update on it. To, hey, where are you at? Where are you coming home? What are you doing? Things like that. I can just go on there and see, oh, she's an hour away, whatever the case might be. But here's the last big thing I wanted to share with you. I'd like you to think about a little bit as we head into the weekend. Downloading maps to use offline. Um, it is an available feature. You might want to consider that. I would say to you have backups of paper maps. I keep mine at home. I don't keep them in the car. That's probably a mistake. Uh, we have three different vehicles we use, so it's like, which car do I put them in? I'm not buying three sets, so I keep them in the house. Then we have them available. But the point is you want to have a backup to that. Think about this. You don't know what's going to come next tomorrow, what tomorrow is going to bring. A lot of craziness, a lot of chaos. You want to have the things in place. And paper maps, I'm telling you, is like right up there with matches and, and water filtration. Trust me when I tell you that. In some cases, even more important, depending on the circumstances. That's it for today. That's the big update. Five podcasts this week. We're done. I'm going to take a couple of days off. Look to come back and hit it hard next week. I don't know if we'll be back Sunday, Monday. If you like the Sunday podcast, have a look. Maybe it'll be there. If not, I hope to see you back on Monday. Look forward to seeing you there, hopefully, God willing. In the meantime, make it a great day, an even better weekend, and I'll see you soon.